welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And I'm excited because today is another set of seven, which means we get a super store-bought can or coffee, a can or bottle coffee. Jeez. <laughs> you think I would have nailed it yet? Yeah, I purposely am not practicing it just because it's fun for me to make a mistake. Anyway... Whatever, let's move on. We are here today for 223 of 224, apologies, of 365. And I hope that you're doing well no matter where you are around the world. A massive welcome to you if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, or in fact, any of the other platforms that you've managed to find us on that I don't even know exist. Welcome today. It is good to have you here. We are going to have our Super Storebook can or bottle very soon. Uh, but first, let's talk about what scriptures we're going to be reading for today. As always, they're on the descriptions on every platform known to man. Proverbs 19, 23 to chapter 20, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17 to 35. And Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 1 to chapter 6, verse 12. And I need to just make a little caveat there we're not on every platform known to man that's a lie we don't have that if someone wants to put all of this on some all of the platforms feel free and if in the future we're on all platforms just forget that comment let's talk coffee today i have a nippies iced espresso now we've had uh i think we've had an iced mocha already of the nippies but today we're going to have the iced espresso this is, uh, this was actually hard for me to find, but I did buy it in a countdown here in New Zealand. Uh, I believe you can find these in Australia as well. In fact, they are Australian, these nippies. They are made actually from 98% of Australian ingredients. So shout out to the Australians. Let's give this a go today and see what it's like. Iced espresso. I wonder if this is gonna taste anything like coffee or if it's gonna be a sugary drink. Just trying to get the straw out currently. That's why I'm stalling for the straw. And the straw has one of these interesting features where you pull it out like that. If you're on YouTube, you've just seen me extend the straw. If you're on audio-based platforms, this is an incredibly boring part for you. Let's give this nippies a go. Iced espresso key flavoured milk. I wonder if there's actually any espresso in here. Let's give it a try. Yeah, right. Okay. I can see why they say it's flavoured milk. Because I don't actually know if there's any actual coffee in here. Let's let's read the ingredients. Reduced fat milk, 95%. The next ingredient is sugar. The next ingredient is coffee powder, 0.7% of coffee in this iced espresso. <laughs> there's more sugar than coffee in here. There's also vegetable gum in here and flavours. So, uh, good news is that it is high in calcium. So... You know, if you're needing calcium for your bones and mineral density, this is suitable for that. Guys, I'm going to be honest, that is not a coffee drink. Uh, it's it's a sugary mess. That's what that is. And if you're after a sugary, sugary mess, I would point you towards this, the Nippies Iced Espresso. It's got a green top on it if you're listening on Apple and Spotify. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But uh, it is definitely, I don't think you can call yourself, nippies, never call yourself a coffee drink again because it you don't you have 0.7% coffee. I don't feel like that's enough to qualify for a coffee drink. That is it though for the brews. Disappointingly, or maybe appropriately, I should have expected it. Regardless, let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here for today. The fear of the Lord is such a crucial part of 
of our faith. It's something that we've talked about here before on The Daily Brew, but we see in Proverbs again that the fear of the Lord is also an answer to unnecessary trouble. Here are some of the causes of unnecessary trouble that the writer of Proverbs shows us. Laziness, cynicism, malice, substance abuse, and quarreling. Will you find any of these, you find unnecessary trouble at your front door. Sometimes, maybe even for some of us, the trouble that we're facing is a result of our own doing. So maybe change what you're doing. If you're finding yourself being lazy, just stop being lazy. Get some energy. Go out and do something. If you're stuck in the quarreling mode, look to change your quarreling. Quarrying. (laughs) Don't do that. That's when you quarrel out of worry. Quarrying, also known as mining. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Listen, what I'm trying to say today is that in this proverb, we see that there are things here that cause unnecessary trouble. And if we can change those in our life, then we can step into the fullness of life that God has for us. Now, changing track here, anxiety is at an all-time high for the world that we're living in. And one of the reasons that many are claiming for uh, for this trend is because people are wrestling, wrestling with the fear of missing out. Paul suggests to us today that we should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned us to. Those are his words, live as a believer. Now, the challenge is we don't often like what the assignment is that God has given us. And we spend a lot of time as a result comparing with others, lusting after their assignment, despite what God has given to us. And we end up despising what God has given us when we live in this way. And the irony is, guys, is that they may be looking at your assignment and be feeling the exact same way. The truth is, this fear of missing out is driven by comparison. Comparison is the thief of all joy, especially in the context of what God has given us to do. Paul's commission to us is to live as a believer in whatever we find ourselves in. A believer is different to a non-believer, right? That's why there's two different categories at a bare minimum. Comparison is not how a believer should live. Rather, contentment is. We are to live with contentment through our whole life, taking responsibility with whatever we face. Contentment, however, isn't a sexy solution to anxiety, but it's effective. Let me say it again. Contentment isn't a sexy solution to anxiety, but it is effective. It's worth taking some time today and sitting down with a journal and beginning to write down two lists. The first list I want you to write down is what do you have in your life that you're grateful for right now? The the second list is what brought you joy today? In doing these two things, we get our mind fixed on what God has already given us and off of what others have. A believer lives in contentment with a strong dose of joy. Contentment, by the way, is not giving up on our hopes and dreams. It's saying, God, I'm so grateful for what you've already given me now, but I believe for more and I'm not worried about what I do not have. Finally today, we get into the theme of the emptiness of life and that life itself is meaningless. Now remember here, the context is a life lived without God. So the writer of Ecclesiastes is telling us here that a life without God is empty and meaningless. The picture that he paints is rather morbid, dreary, and reflective of the current mood I feel is in society. Then in the middle of all of this, we see a pivot to some of the keys that we can employ to bring some thriving to our lives. The first key he talks about is work. He makes it clear that a lack of work is a bad thing. We need to work. Work is something that will keep us out of trouble. It's hard sometimes, and it doesn't always bring us joy, but to coast through life without work is foolishness. The second key here that he raises is relationships. 
We read about the vitality. The <laughs> vitality. We read today about the importance of relationships. I don't even know where vitality came from. There, the importance of relationships. He breaks down relationships into three categories: marriage, friendship, and teams. These uh, three things, in terms of relationships, are super important. Marriage, heaps good. Friendships, heaps good. And the teams we're a part of, heaps good. These two keys, work and relationships, are so important if we're going to thrive in life. God has given us both the capacity to have these things and to do these things well, but also be surrounded by them. Without these things, you'll find people who are struggling. But there's something so good about having good relationships and good work present in our lives. These are things that God is intentional about for us, and we should be intentional about having them in our lives as well. So if you find yourself struggling with life or feeling like life is empty or void of any purpose, maybe have a look at the two things that God's provided, work and relationships. Work on those things first and then go to God. I promise you, you'll probably find some joy and satisfaction in both work and in those relationships. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today is Proverbs chapter 20 verse 4. It says, sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. Have you ever wondered why lazy people are so entitled? Well, I think it's because they do nothing to earn a reward and then expect that to be consistent for their entire lives. Sometimes the best thing we can do for people who are just lazy is cut them off so that they can experience having nothing. Oftentimes, it's the experiencing of having nothing that drives them to do something with their lives. See, often laziness is an attitude to those who have everything provided for them. Teaching people to plow for themselves will always produce better people than just handing out things for free all the time. The truth is, nothing is free. Someone is always plowing for the provision that we give away. So let's get people plowing for themselves and reaping a good reward at harvest time. And that is it for The Daily Brew today. Thank you so much for joining me. No matter where you are around the world, thank you for joining me here for day 224 of 365 days of Bible reading. No matter where you are around the world, I pray that God is speaking to you through these scriptures and that you're getting encouraged to continue on this Bible reading journey. If you are on day 224 and you haven't missed a single day, well done. If you have missed a single day, go back, do that day. Keep going. It's going to be good. It's going to be worth it. When we get to 365 and we can look back and say we've read the whole Bible in a year, it's going to be a great achievement. And I reckon that our lives are going to be more stronger in our faith and firmer in a foundation of Christ. I don't know why I struggled with stronger. There you go. I did it anyway. Hey, a massive thank you to all of you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube for doing all the things that uh, you need to do on those platforms. If you haven't done that already, follow, rate, and subscribe. Make sure you get those things done It'll help me to help more people if you do that. But it'll also help you because every time we release a new devotional, it'll bump this up to the top of your feed. It'll be fantastic. That is it, though, for today. It is the start of your day. Have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here with some more coffee and some more brew. That's the same thing. Some more Bible and some more brew back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.